hung over. <laughs> Terrence. I am hung over. Jeff. Yellow. Franks. Blue. Mahogany. I'm a gateway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm soon to be juror number eight. I got jury really? duty for Christmas. You, could, you couldn't get out of it? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I gotta I gotta send them the 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 whatevers. The you know, who I am, where I've lived, how many sexual partners I've had. They ask those <laughs> kind of questions, right? I don't know. Well, like I was telling you earlier, like all you gotta do is say the two words jury nullification out loud in the courtroom and they will throw you out on your ear. <laughs> <laughs> But like I was telling you earlier, uh, my job's boring in the slow season, so this might be some. This might be exciting. <laughs> A welcome, exciting change. <laughs> Jury duty. A, a nice, um, nice seven dollar paycheck. <laughs> I wish. Well, last time I went, that went. I had to go in the morning. I did the whole rigmarole with the. Uh, you're in the room and you stand up, you tell them who you are, where you work. I said, hey, I'm Chris. I work at Hooters. I'm a waitress. And I sat back down and then they sent me home and that was it. <laughs> they sent me a check for 30 some odd cents. Nice. Um, <laughs> showing up. <laughs> and all I could think was is somebody had to spend time and money. It had to be more than 35 cents just <laughs> to put this check in an yeah, envelope they- and mail it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, forever stamps, like- I believe, are 70, 70 cents. I mean, this was almost 20 years ago. <laughs> the nice thing is we send our, we take our check and take it into work, send it into HR, and they'll pay us full pay. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Do you get uh, that 30 cent added to it, though? Or? I mean, do you get, yeah, do you get your $7 back? Or? Yeah, or, or is it just in lieu of the taxpayer's money? It's like you just—it's like a quest item. You don't—it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's just stuck in your inventory. You can't get rid of it. Unfortunately, yeah. it is soul bound, so you can't switch it between your alts. No. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, you were saying something about I should look out for you and your theories. I've got a theory about game when we get into game. Oh, okay. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Uh, we watched Black Adam last night. Do anybody y'all watch Black Adam yet? Nah. No. That's decent. <laughs> I haven't Spoilers. watched. I haven't watched Shazam yet, so I feel like oh, Shazam. Same. Shazam's good. It is. I I have been kind of um, on a superhero cooldown. <laughs> still, <laughs> like yeah, for like the past <laughs> year and a half. No. So you've only missed like eight or nine movies then. That's <laughs> yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch the newest Thor movie. Um, I didn't watch the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Christmas special. That Actually, that's pretty good. That is fun. Yeah. And it's like what? Fucking 40 minutes, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's not even an hour. You you could tell they uh, they cheaped out a little bit on the, uh, the makeup. How can you tell? You didn't watch it. I, I've seen like snippets of it. I've seen previews for it. I'm talking about how weird Drax looks. Well, yeah, they probably didn't go through the big budget sitting <laughs> down for makeup for like that takes what four days to put that costume on in normal. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why he's quitting the fucking series because he hates the makeup. <laughs> yeah. 
And he's also old. Yeah. He's no, um, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Douglas something? Fairbanks? Uh, is it Fairbanks? The guy Adams? who's always in makeup. He was Abe Sapien. Um, he was the. Oh, Doug Jones. Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doug Jones, always in a costume. We need a really tall guy, and we only know one really tall guy that wears a lot of makeup. Tall and skinny. Very thin. Not we tiny can... from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, then, huh? No, no. it's uh, the guy that played the zombie in um, fucking uh, Hocus Pocus. Uh, <laughs> oh, was that him? Oh. Yeah, it was him, too. He was also Mac uh, Tonight from the McDonald's commercials. That was his first gig, was mm. being the guy in the moon mask helmet. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, well, that's a throwback. <laughs> And this has been your Doug Jones throwback hour. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Doug Jones, but you know, you have to explain his career to people. And then they look at you weird and like, and you're a fan of this? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's like, like the, the guy who played Rorschach when he goes through his IMDb at, at like a party. Oh, I was a child molester number one in this movie. I was rapist priest in this movie. Yeah. Oh. He's just, he has ugly thug three. Yeah, he's just always the guy. Who, <laughs> those were all the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to go all the way down to the 70s and here I am in the Bad News Bears. <laughs> wow. As a child molester. As a child. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. He did molest people, so I guess it <laughs> Yeah. So that's all we have about Black Adam. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just not a big Dwayne Johnson movie watcher. Look, the the it's it's the action in it is a lot of fun. Like it's really fun to look at. Uh but yeah, you know, Durak has two faces and he uses yeah, them true. both. But the eyebrow, oh, the eyebrow. No, he it, that that was the rock. This is Dwayne Johnson. He doesn't uh -huh. use the rock eyebrow in the rock Dwayne has Johnson three faces. Days. He's got the eyebrow. The yeah. Dwayne Johnson has the two. <laughs> okay. And he used both of them in this movie? Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> I like I like the rock. Uh I do too. I think uh, the last I've heard of him, he's a, a decent human being as well. Uh, sure. Uh, I try not to dive into the knowledge of my heroes anymore. Not that he's a hero. I just don't want to know any. I just don't know anything about these people. Yeah, it ruins yeah. a whole lot of stuff for you. So you find out they're, who they really are. It's uh, true. Faye Dunaway is uh, apparently famously the greatest monster. Yeah, a huge pain in the ass to work with. <laughs> But the end scene, I'm going to spoil the end scene for 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 you know Henry Cavill shows up as Superman just for like a, a brief cameo, and yeah. then like this week they're like, yeah, you're not going to be Superman anymore. That's his last Superman appearance. Sorry, yeah. folks, but at least he gets to be in a 40k <clears throat> show. Yeah, and he also, he's also no longer going to be the Witcher. No, yeah, they're giving that well, to one of the. He's got one more season as the Witcher. I think that's what a lot well, of people he... are forgetting. He wasn't really pleased with the direction the writers were planning to take it. And he said as long as they stuck with the lore, he would stick with the show. No. <laughs> I have a question about the Superman. Um, did he actually shave his mustache for this one? 
<laughs> it was a shadowy shot. There's no <laughs> also, no I have a, I have a theory about Amazon Studios. Okay, I think it's a tax sink. <laughs> think, think about it. How much money did they spend on Wheel of Time, uh, Rings of Power? We're talking billions of dollars that they, they pumped spend into zero these shows. cents on those things. Those are Amazon properties. <laughs> I'm talking about Amazon Studios. Oh, you said YouTube. Oh, you said Netflix. I thought you said, no, I said Amazon. I said, oh, I said okay. Amazon Studios. Yeah. Um, but who did they cast? No names. Yeah. Where That's did all I that money go? My fantasy films, honestly. I mean, I, I'm the same way, but at the same point, there's Lord of the Rings. You've got people you can draw. People who have uh, thespian, uh, Shakespearean actors that could uh, bring some real impetus to a, a, a show like that. Would you stop making up words and just say what it is that you're trying to say? I'll, I'm saying they could bring some credibility <laughs> to the show, but they, they, they could have, but look at what happened to Black Adam. They got The Rock, who was like, looks like a superhero in real life, and everybody was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think everyone's just kind of on a slump about feature films in general. Like even the new yeah. camera movie is not doing so hot. I hear Avatar. Yeah, the Avatar yeah. sequel. Well, people kind of they destroyed Avatar in in modern pop culture because they're just like it's Pocahontas in space. No, it's Dances with Wolves in space, <laughs> which is Pocahontas <laughs> in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, I've heard I that think, the new Avatar movie looks incredible. I'm yeah, just not going to pay $60 for me and somebody to go see <laughs> it look incredible on an IMAX. somebody eating nachos in your ear right next to you. Nah. I won't eat nachos that loud. <laughs> no, I've been there, Mahogany. It's, uh, whew, God, we get the looks, but you can't tell because you're too busy with your nachos. <laughs> it's like listening to a hyena chomping through a zebra. Well, no, I, we went to go see a quiet place in the local, a quiet place too, in the local theater. Somebody had a fucking baby in there, and it's just like, this is why. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'd just rather watch this. Who brought the baby to fucking a quiet place? Like, maybe they thought that was the name of the daycare, a quiet place to put your baby, but it wasn't. Yeah. All right, what else we got? <laughs> so that was Black Adam Talk Part 2. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Went off on a tangent about Amazon and how I'm pretty sure they're just abating taxes with their oh, that's programs. Right. Like, there's no way... Uh, Every corporation in existence, period, is not evading taxes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know they are all, <laughs> well, I mean, all successful corporations. At least they're evading taxes. it in a fun way. Yes. I liked, I, liked, I liked the Lord of the Rings, even though people are giving it shit. I don't care. I enjoyed it. I, 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 I kind of to where I want to see more of it. And if there's all this negativity about it, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, they pumped forty-five billion dollars into it, so I'm pretty you sure. Got, I, you, I don't think that's real. <laughs> that's the reported numbers that they put into it. You said that about Will of Time that it was a billion dollars <laughs> an episode, and that was wrong. And uh, these books are cooked. <laughs> I, I think Freaks gets confused between a billion and a million. 
No, no. These are the numbers that I've heard, and that's why I think that Amazon Studios. <laughs> Who did you hear these numbers from? <laughs> uh, you, his his other construction worker friends. No, yeah, I, I, everything I, the guy at work tells you. <laughs> it's it's my uh, Tony's older brother. <laughs> oh, okay. Tony. <laughs> Tony's older brother. Yeah, yeah. So you know you can trust him. <laughs> the first season of Rings of Power cost how much, Franks? I don't fucking know. No, what did you Billions. say? Billions. I, I thought it was a billion dollars it's for the close. First, per season. $715 million. Okay. It's close. It's only $300 million off. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that close. Yeah, I mean, billion, that's a big number. Billion. It sounds well. Big. I said billion for the show. Now, Wheel of Time, I will, I will, mea culpa. I did actually say it was a billion dollars per season. That's per nice. episode. No, I said per season. Every 10 minutes is one billion dollars. <laughs> That's why they got that CW brand on there. <laughs> uh, CW quality actors aren't cheap, Toby. They They're not. You know, Jensen Ackles really set that bar up there. <laughs> they 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 reached for the brass ring, got it, gilded it, wore it. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine how much a name tag costs when your last name's Padalecki? You gotta you got you gotta really rake in the dough to pay for that full name placard. So here's my theory on the game. This will get us into the game. All right. I'm listening to the old episodes, okay? Sure, sure. Now, when we left, we were playing the villainous campaign. Now we're playing a good campaign in the same world. Yeah? Yeah. I had briefly wrote uh, a little interlude at one point, and when we were still playing the villainous campaigns, after Valric had died, where Valric went back to Handy's rest, <laughs> and Handy was stuck in a, in a pit, and he rescued him, and they went off on their own adventures. <laughs> now, I assumed that you had just forgotten that I told that story. And that's why the beginning of this good campaign, Handy was killed and <clears throat> and uh, paraded through town. Right? That's how this one started. And I was like, ah, well, he just he doesn't remember that. <laughs> but na- now I've listened to one, okay? And you wrote you wrote this a little aside about pig, the pig faced bride and how she married her the suitor from that town because he broke the curse. But I, as a player, know that that bride is in our party and she broke the curse herself. So what I think Terrence has done is he has set up the the Raiders of the Lark multiverse here. (laughs) And we are, we are, we are, our villains exist, but they are different in this world than they were in the world that we were previously playing in because the stories aren't quite they're not quite lining up, and I think that I'm right, and I think that if I'm right, I should get a free level. <laughs> um, this was I, all planned by Terrence. This was not slip-ups and memory lapses. This was... I can neither confirm nor deny. Multiverse <laughs> confirmed. That's I tell you what. <laughs> you get a bottle cap. Thank you. <laughs> I'll use it. You get a Benny, enjoy. I'm I'm importing them, especially from from other games. But you can yeah. only use them during opening banter. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then let's start over. <laughs> so, have you guys watched uh, Black Adam? <laughs> yes. Bottle cap. Multiverse. <laughs> 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 
but no, so is, I, I was just like, well, you told a really cool story. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> and it was one that I'd forgotten about because it was, um, it was that, and then it was almost immediately tied into where uh, the the demon angel thing, uh, Jeb's friend, yeah, got the bon- got the bones finally, and the bones turned. I'd forgotten all about this. Turned into a giant portal archway with the film over it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh yeah, I wanted wanted to go figure out what that was, but we might not with these good campaign guys because we might be at a another fucking dimension or ooh, here it goes we're gonna come out of that on the other side and that <laughs> that rift is what opened up the multiverse for raiders of the lark you um well now that you've ruined the entire campaign i guess yes. merry christmas everyone merry christmas <laughs> so like what if we get to the, get there we see our other selves <laughs> and ryan is pissed because like in her world her fiance is dead but this ride is married. What? Mm-hmm. Well, what? the bride, the, the pig faced bride, if I'm not mistaken, married the paladin. It was the famous paladin. Yeah. Who broke the curse. Um, oh, okay. So her, her, so her fiance did die. Yeah. But then she just married somebody else. Yeah. You know, clearly an upgrade. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Ma- married into money. See, what happens is when we come out of that portal, we're going to run into our other selves who we'll have to kill because only one, one iteration. Yeah, Highlander rules. No, if we touch each other, then we explode. That's mm. uh, what is that, time cop rules? Yeah, that is, that is time cop rules, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Not time cop. I want to do Jet Li's one. Uh, that, that was actually where we kill where we kill ourselves get more powerful yeah every every you you oh. kill in another level and 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 rick and morty straight up stole that <laughs> duh <laughs> it's not the only thing that show was stolen oh i know i know but they stole the one i mean if i could just <laughs> figure out where uh where rick came from where did they get the that idea from rick? really what? you don't know where rick pr- came from like I was being sarcastic. Oh, good. Obviously, fucking Doc Brown. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> He's Doc Brown. Oh, I thought he was Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> well, we'll see that too. <laughs> He's probably both, actually. But yeah. um, actually, Doc Brown is Mr. Peabody and Marty is Sherman. But like, legit, it's their entire gimmick. Hey, Sherman, let's get in my time machine and go do a thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with with Peabody. <laughs> that's probably why I don't get the reference. That's because it's from the fifties. It's not, well, okay, it's, it's in the it, I remember it now. Like it took me a minute, but yeah. uh, it, it was like a secondary feature on the Bullwinkle Show, I think. Yeah. If you would only recognize it if you had the Boomerang Channel, or you got up or if you, early yeah. to watch Saturday Morning Cartoons, or you, if, or if you've lived longer than all you schmucks. Yeah. yeah, like my mom used to watch Rocky and Bullwinkle all the time. I watched it with her. I remember now, now that you've said Rocky and Bullwinkle, that that pulls back the memory. <laughs> also, I was a Boomerang Channel kid myself. That was <laughs> yeah, we was, didn't have cable. Was Mr. Magoo on Rocky and Bullwinkle? No, Mr. Magoo uh-huh. was his own thing. Ah, that's why he got a feature film with Leslie Nielsen oh, playing Mr. Magoo. So weird. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Panther. The Pink, Pink Panther, Panther wasn't. Yeah. 
Now we're just naming really old cartoons we remember. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's what we're... Oh, remember when the Flintstones smoked cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were like spoofer. <laughs> uh, they were the first uh, married couple to not have split beds on TV. Really? The Flintstones? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Huh. That's because Fred Flintstone fucks. fucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he doesn't wear pants. He's got to have easy access to that big old Flintstone he's got. <laughs> <laughs> that last name's actually Smith. They call him Fred Flintstone because that's the name of his <laughs> giant dick. <laughs> it's because he can nap Flint with it. Oh, wait. Does that mean he's Barney Rubble because his dick is trash? (laughs) (laughs) Little known Flintstones facts. Their last names are all in reference to their penises. Mm -hmm. Wait, Wilma's maiden name is Slag Hoople. I don't even want to know what that is. Less than a couple. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why do I know that shit about Flintstone? Yeah, why? (laughs) You know that. I know what it came from because there was a show where she was not Wilma Flintstone. It was the Flintstone kids and she was Wilma Slaghoop. Oh, okay. I remember that too. (laughs) So uh, I feel so old and out of touch and hungover. So let's, let's do the game thing that we're here for. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's start the epilogue. Epilogue. <laughs> well, I guess this is the year epilogue because we won't be playing again until next nobody year. Nobody getting this show will even notice because we've bagged so many. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We won't miss a week until like <laughs> six months from now. <laughs> It'll be the middle of the summer. Like, what are they talking about? Christmas? Who cares? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Christmas in July, motherfucker. Everyone loves those kinds of sales. They're not annoying in the slightest. Um, not at all. So, the team wakes up uh, after three days. Uh, you've gotten to know the other adventurers that have uh, joined you here in um, what they're calling the 10% house because uh, a halfway house would be better. <laughs> oh. Uh, the, they are... Um, uh, a female dwarf wizard called Nadia Silvershot. Uh, a man with a, a large man with a large laugh called Bluth the Booming. And a priestess of a god you've never heard of called Tritherian named Eddie Hardcastle. Uh, they tell you that they had a companion, a, a, a fourth companion originally, but they kind of got left uh, in the city when they made their way to the cage accidentally. But beyond, like, you know, getting to know them, they keep to themselves. There's the communal areas, like the kitchen. They they, they interact with you guys. If, if you're interested in becoming friends with them, they are friendly. That is totally on your characters. I will but, offer to cook food for everybody. Okay, cool. Well, that's always a good way to... Um, uh, break bread and uh, gain new pals and get to know each other, yada, yada, yada. And I'll be the guy in the communal area, the, the one who everyone loves, who just sits out and plucks his stringed instrument in the middle of the communal area. <laughs> Nobody ever dislikes that guy. <laughs> it's like two in the morning, you're like wired. <laughs> it's 
like the fellow who brings a guitar to a party. <clears throat> they're always accepted. Well, they're not. They're not. I feel. Yeah, I feel like this is this is you really venting your spleen about somebody whose name is Doug Heaton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Doug used to be that guy when he was. Is here. that Discord, Doug? Yeah. I would not picture that in a million well, he, years. He also has used to have like fucking shoulder length hair and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this corporate Doug looks way different than Doug <laughs> of ten years ago. Sure. Yeah. Corpse will do that to you, man. <laughs> the corpse. But you are, um, you are, basically picked up. The third day of your stay here in in the sigil. Uh, in a, kind of a a rundown carriage. Uh, it is. It's seen a lot of a lot of traffic uh, through the city. It's covered in dust and soot. It's. Um, with all the paints chipped and everything. It's not being pulled by a horse. It's it has a single ogre uh, hitched to the front. <laughs> they tell you this is the biggest rickshaw they can afford. I was about to say so it's less a carriage, more of a rickshaw. <laughs> it, is, it is a carriage carriage, but it is being used like a rickshaw. Uh, it's a rickshaw XL. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's a it's a family economy size rickshaw. <laughs> So the van version. <laughs> and uh, once you get get inside, you can see why it's kind of shabby because this ogre, not feeling really much in the way of like, you know, um, any hamper, hamperances or imp- impediments to himself, hits every bump. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, you guys are moved to the city and you're not moved too far. Um, you moved to the other side of the lower ward to where things are a little cleaner um, despite being, you know, kind of polluted much like the rest of the lower ward. But you can, you're within sight of better neighborhoods by the time you, by, you, by the time you stop. Um, once the, uh, the, the carriage stops, the ogre bellows as loud as he can it's your stop, sir! Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it rattles some nearby windows. Um, I'll, I'll tip the ogre. Uh, he, a, a few silvers. Oh, he looks down at them. Thank you! Quite welcome. <laughs> Have a lovely day! What? <laughs> Uh, by this time, after you're tipping and the ogre continues to bellow at you, the uh, uh, the door opens and you see a man who is half man and half ram. Like he's like a centaur, but for sort of a big mountain goat. He's got curling ram's horns, uh, human body down to the torso, ram's body below it. He says, oh, you'll have to forgive him. He's He's a little hard of hearing. So he assumes everyone else is. Well, I am now. (laughs) He says under his breath. (laughs) Thank you. Excellent work. (laughs) He um, tosses another bag of silver up to the ogre. 
opens it up and tosses it, puts your silver in the bag, and then he tucks it into his loincloth, gives a, gives a curt nod, and booms off down the road, uh, rattling and, and clacking the whole way. The, 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 the goat man uh, <laughs> says, right this way, folks. And uh, ushering you into the main headquarters of uh, the Candle in the Dark. I didn't catch your name, sir. Sebastian. Sebastian, very nice to meet you. Wonderful to meet you. Uh, right this way, um, we're still serving breakfast if you're hungry. It's uh, it's not much. It's mostly it's mostly oatmeal. Mmm, uh, porridge. Mmm, oats. Uh, yes, grains are a rare treat up here. Sometimes. Um, his his hooves clip clop on the wooden floor, uh, plank floor, as you head in, and you can see that there's a like a, a a feast hall type setup, and you realize that's probably what this building was a long time ago. It's just got a big open floor, a lot of tables. You can smell the smells of cooking, uh, you know, uh, oatmeal, coffee, you can, and you can see there is a, a little t um, podium at the far end where you see the fellow who recruited you, uh, Sir Garrett, sitting in one of the chairs talking to a few of the other members. He grabs his crutches, and after he sees Sebastian coming, he's like, well, I think that's everybody. And Sebastian goes to join him on the chairs after pointing you guys to some uh, seats. Sir so Gary gets up and says, all right, I'm just going to keep this brief. We all have a lot of work to do here. Uh, so uh, before I start handing out some assignments, uh, is there anything, any new business? New business. New business. New members? Uh, please stand. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's you, the other group, and and about um, about fifteen more altogether, in a, in a room of maybe uh, close to a hundred people. It's like these are all our new members. We, I, we had a, a bang up recruiting week. A wave at everybody who looks at us. Okay, that like there's a lot of smiles, some scowls. Like <laughs> some people look bored because they've seen this before. And um, he's like, "Yeah, everyone, give him a hand and a big thanks and a big round, big welcome." You know, when you get a chance. But any of you, sit down, sit down. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, leaning into that uh, that character. I like old it. man, I'm an old man. <laughs> uh. So Garrett stumps over to a small table on his uh, his crutches, uh, leans on one and grabs some paper, stumps back. He looks, he plops him down on the podium and says, okay, um, people, finance, ugh, balls up a sheet of paper, throws it away. Um, who wrote this itinerary? No, I'm not doing any of this, none of this. The song? We haven't done the song in three years. <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. Ryan looks a little dejected. She would have really liked <laughs> to hear a song. <laughs> like a candle in the dark. Not that song. <laughs> that song. <laughs> a song that's not... Like some of the, the not that one. Uh -huh. Yeah, fifteen thousand candles in the wind. <laughs> oh, little Sebastian! 
Sebastian. <laughs> I start, start pulling out pistols and shooting people. Oh, oh Lord. Yeah, what was the one earlier, Mahogany, that was stuck in my head? Oh. <laughs> well, don't bring it up <laughs> again. It'll get stuck time again. on me. <laughs> You're already a waste of slight Oh, God. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> that blank 182? <laughs> yeah, got it. That hurts. Are you dying? It's Don't the die. tubes in his ears. Yeah, I haven't got Oh, that's ears. right. The tubes. Always the tubes. Getting the tubes in my ears. But yeah, that's Blink 182. Don't waste your time on me. Already the voice is my That's So stupid. Talking about, he was talking about Will, and then my mind just associated Miss You. That's the name of the song, oh. and then I just started singing that. <laughs> A fitting tribute to our friend. <laughs> Anything that will make you angry is a fitting tribute. <laughs> I was like, you would have hated it. <laughs> it's Don't waste your time on me. <laughs> the voice inside, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I see now that uh, I see why it got stuck in your head, Toker. I wouldn't shut up about that. You, you just keep repeating the same refrain. It's like brainwashing. <laughs> it's, it's not even the whole song. It's like, boy, it's just like, boy. Oh my God. <laughs> so dumb. Oh. I was like, I make this sound, and that means it's punk, right? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. You gotta give it that emo flip with the hairdo. Ah, uh, oh, so yeah. song the song part of the meeting's over. <laughs> yeah, so yes, yeah, so. and this concludes our Black Adam talk. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All right, good night, everyone. <laughs> um, you can find Black Adam on HBO now <laughs> streaming. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could be watching Black Adam right now instead of doing this. Uh, yeah. I said that HBO now. Does it even still exist? It? It's Max now. HBO Max. Uh-huh. HBO Max. I'm like, by the time this airs, who knows? <laughs> Might It'll be, be now again. again. It'll just be all like reality TV shows like Real Trash Men of Cleveland. You know? Oh, what's that come on? It'll be on HBO Max. <laughs> MTV? Cheap programming. <laughs> The History Channel. <laughs> anyway, back to Sir Garrett. Yes, yeah, so so Sir Garrett like continues to chew through the notes for a moment and says, "Okay, fine. I'd like to personally extend a welcome to you. Uh, we have uh, two tables set up. Uh, if you're an experienced member, go to that one. Um, we know you pretty well. We know what you want. We have options. If you're a new member, then you don't get an option. We're going to assign basically a first task to you. I know. I promised you that you'd have more choices and more chances <laughs> to do good, but I just want to... We just got to have a tryout for you and for us. I Let jokingly a- head to the experience tables. <laughs> <laughs> I calmly asked for the free concessions we were promised. <laughs> Where's my bowl of oatmeal? <laughs> There's oatmeal and coffee. So, you know, I mean, it's an old man's paradise. <laughs> Your bowels, prima. <laughs> my BM is so regular. 
we 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 uh, look for a tavern with a rat problem. No. no. Um, the table you're pointing to has the uh, seba- the goat man Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Though you find out through casual conversation that his uh, his his race is called the Bariar. They are mm. extra planar, goat, like ram centaurs, basically. So this is Big Sebastian. Hmm. Never mind. You don't, you don't watch Parks and Rec. I do not watch Parks and Rec. I don't watch many comedy shows, actually. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> that's where you get your sense of humor too busy catching up on the Flintstones to be bothered with anything new that's come out I would I would I would I would argue with you but I was I watched a fucking like just a fucking playlist of 1950s UPA shorts uh, two days ago so. UPA? the hell is UPA? Uh, UPA was an, an animation company that like broke off I had a bunch of people that broke off from the bigger animation companies in the late forties to start it. And they did a lot of experimental stuff. Like, um, like they had that very kind of, you know, that kind of flat look, but everything has a very experimental, like shape movement backgrounds, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and eventually it kind of evened itself out into, into slightly more main street stuff. Cause I believe Mr. Magoo actually is a UPA cartoon, but, um, uh-huh. Shapes I like, in motion. Yeah, I like I like the early experimental things more than like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> so yes, I am catching up on 1950s cartoons. You are correct, sir. No. Here's your <laughs> joke became a factual statement. Yes, <laughs> Unvarnished truth. All I speak. All I yeah. speak is unvarnished truth. What? Whatever. Continue. <laughs> I didn't even know what words you were saying. Like, I, I stick to your animal facts, Fricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. At any rate, so yes, you guys um, get in line, head up to the table. You find Sebastian there. He's like, okay, wonderful. Uh, we don't do team names or anything right here, but we do need some some identifiers. So, uh, you have a leader that can coordinate for you out of the four of you. I step forward. Uh, well, okay, wonderful. He slides you a card, a, a basically a card, like a, a piece of folded pe- um, vellum, and then he digs around into a box. And he also slides you a crystal key. It is a like a very large, like not like not novelty, but like it's meant to be an art piece more than an, any kind of actual door lock. It's just a very gorgeously carved key made of crystal. He's like pretty. Uh, you are doing um <laughs> something of an escort mission for us. Oh, <laughs> did you make sure that our escortee can't run as fast as us, but walks a little bit faster than us? <laughs> no. Uh, are, are you are you um, good with children? No. <laughs> I'm, I would sorry, say absolutely yes. <laughs> Wonderful. I, yes. 
God smacked the paladin over there is wonderful with children. <laughs> I don't is. see anything wrong with my behavior. What are you talking about? How far do you want them to fly? That's <laughs> the question. <laughs> the the Bariar looks confused for a moment and just lets it go. He's like, obviously, this is an inside joke. Um, <laughs> but he says, uh, we have gotten asked, our, our organization, from a friendly church out of the city to escort a, uh, I guess it's a saint of theirs, uh, to a safe location. And uh, the saint in question is like they pick him early in this religion, so he's three. <laughs> oh God! So we can just hook him in a sack and he'll be fine. <laughs> I believe the proper term would be a papoose. Yeah, that's what I that's what I said. Throw him in tight. Throw him in a sack, tie him like a, a papoose. Boom, perfect. Uh, it's easy to smack him against the wall if they turn into were rats. As, as I understand it, the child is very well behaved. It's a saint after all. So good luck. Um, the address you're looking for in the city to, to open the portal is right there on the card. It's right there on the card. And the portal key is this. Just open behind the character. <laughs> is this key. So make sure you hang on to that if you want to get back into the city. Uh, before we begin, which church is this um, saint affiliated with? Out of curiosity. Oh gosh, hold on. Does it matter? Franks, I feel like the last time a kid came up, you also brought up the term papoose. I probably did. Yeah. yeah I think you're just really proud of that knowledge that you know what that is. <laughs> do y'all not know what a papoose is? I don't. I do. Yeah, it's like a backpack with a baby in it. Yeah. I mean, I do now because the last time when we fought that baby, <laughs> this term came up. But like so the before last this show, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until then. Sort of like the detritus. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of. <laughs> I guess I don't read a lot of baby stories, and I'm not, not around a lot of babies to know what a papoose is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a funny word. It is a funny word. Gosh. God, where's my note on this? I mean, it doesn't really matter. We can move on. Well, I mean, it kind of matters. Well, I, for- I forgot to pick. That's the problem. Oh. <laughs> all, the, all the things I put down, like, oh, I probably should have come up with the God. God the Church it. of Fred. Now, the Church of a really good guy, I swear. <laughs> a great aquacle seizure. <laughs> no, it's not the great aquacle seizure. <laughs> Thank you. That joke was just for me, I guess. So. I was muted. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I was looking up evil gods to suggest a terror so we can get out of this escort mission. It's uh, Lamastu. <laughs> Just a, a three-year-old chimera. <laughs> a three-year-old sadist. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> the saint of a torturing god. Mm. I mean, if, if, in any other party, I don't think it mattered, but we're all... Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, there you go. I found it. Fucking... Uh, like, it's a, it's like one of the most common gods there is that I, I wanted to put on this guy, and I can't remember. Drunk baby, Caden Tony. <laughs> no, it's Paylor, a sun god. Hmm. Uh, then I have no um, objections. Behind you, you hear, ah! And you see the team that you guys rode here with, like, 
look a little uh look a little crestfallen. They're like Paylor Paylor comes from where we come from. That's our plane you're going to. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound crude or crass, says the Bariar to the other team. We don't want you running out <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. The, the dwarf the dwarf um she's she haughtily says we're here voluntarily. We came here to join you. You don't need to worry about a thing like that. He's like, I know, I know, but it's just customary not to send someone back to their home plane. We're here to test your metal. <laughs> well, what uh, what mission did you get? Is it escorting mm-hmm. a three-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> um, little swap. Uh, he 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 like brushes you guys aside and beckons <laughs> the three of them forward and says, "No, no, they get dragon duty." Go slay this black dragon that's in this uh, by this lake on a cliffside. No, no, actually, there's a <laughs> we found a plane that has uh, a problem with um, s- your stupider dragons. <laughs> that, thankfully for you guys, we think it's probably just wyverns. So lucky you, but it's just dragon duty. We're getting it. It comes up pretty often. Does Dragon Duty make for a decent fuel source? <laughs> when you dragons. said stupider dragons, I just pictured a world where the dragons were like koalas and they were too stupid to fuck. So Dragon <laughs> Duty was going out and studying these dragons so they don't go extinct. because they're Putting them on top of each other and going, read, read, read. Get off your pile of gold for 10 seconds so that there can be more of you in the future. Yeah, yeah. Like people have to go and dress as like erotic dragons and show them what to do. <laughs> Demonstration video. like oh. There's got, plenty of those online. You can look them up right now. No, I'm good. No. I got confused when you said Paylor. That's a D&D god, but we're also in a D&D plane. Yeah, you're, yeah this is a okay. D&D setting. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, um, he, he says, well, no time like the present, and um, this child's life is legitimately in danger, so good luck. Let us set off. Um, you're gonna have to hoof it there. Our cab uh, probably took off for the day. Have a good time. Um, so you guys are put out into the city. You look at the address on the card and it's in the ladies ward it's in the, literally the nicest part of town is where the portal you have to find is we've had a few days here right yes would uh, i have found anywhere where i could harvest berries to make good berries uh, harvesting them no you can buy them at the market there i mean just it. like i can make good berries if i could find a bush that would be growing berries that i could just pick but there's like there's no nature in the city at all huh not much like there's the there's there's the razor vine of course but like a lot of houses you see have potted plants that do eh, okay in the right part of the city where you guys are staying it's a good thing you're a druid (laughs) so yeah you probably could have bought a potted berry bush in at the market uh, yeah, I'll have a little berry bush at the house, so at least I can start off with a handful of berries for the for the track. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> Any other preparations before you guys go? 
That I can think of personally. No. I mean, we did a, did a, yeah, we did we did a little days. shopping already, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what we had the last three days for. Yeah. So you know, did a little shopping. Again, I got a handy haversack and another wand of cure light. That was my shopping. Gotcha. I got some potions. Potions. I crafted a pistol. Yep. Got all that. And I'll have six good berries for the road. Word. <clears throat> you guys make your way through the city, uh, largely unmolested. Now you see that there is a uh, a massive hang-up on one street as uh, two, a demon and a devil came to blows until uh, members of the Civic Guard, as they are calling themselves, show up. Uh, the Civic Guard, some of them obviously former members of the Harmonium, like they just painted their red arm or something else. <laughs> and, but it causes a big mess, just a horrible, horrible scene. Uh, demon guts everywhere, the devil won. But beyond that little snafu or traffic hiccup, you find your way to the ladies' ward. The ladies' ward is very elegant. It's got a lot of beautifully constructed uh, houses of all styles. And uh, once you begin looking at the the street signs, a thing the ladies' ward also seems to have <laughs> that the others do not have very reliably, you're able to find the, the area you're looking for. It is basically a public fountain. Um, and you see it's got a few just uh, narrow, like, marble stone arches everywhere. They tell you third arch uh, facing spinward. And once you get up there, orient yourself to the way the city is rotating, look at, look for the arch, there you are. Who You took the key, right, Ryan? Right. Right. Is that uh, you guys probably haven't really experienced how portals, you've seen them work here. People just sort of whip out a random object most times and hold it hold it in the area where they want to act, where the portal activates. And uh, that's pretty much how it goes. I'll use my special ability to kind of sense the area. The gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. What are you sensing for again? I'm sorry. It's, uh, it lets me know about the portal um, it is gate finder, DC 20 perception to find soul gates, alignment stuff that's close to mind. Okay. And gatekeeper lets you know the knowledge, well, knowledge planes, be aware of how to open it up. Okay. Well, you already know how to open it up, but. Right. But being able to sense it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll your check. Or is that just something that happens? Um, I, I still have to roll. Okay, okay. Um, so it is a 25. 25, yes. You um, detect not only the gate that you were looking for, but this place seems to be lined with uh, gates to several planes, some of them giving, giving off uh, powerful auras of good. This one that you're in front of, however, is not giving off any really particularly strong alignment auras. It's, it's a obviously a portal to the prime material. Or a prime material. Hmm. So I'll just like hold it up. All right. Right. Stick the yep. key in the door. 
<laughs> you hold it up, and the uh, the the um, the key gleams in the in the in the morning light, and you can see the gleam suddenly reflected back at you in the air underneath the marble arch. It creates a shimmering curtain of uh, swirling white mist. Do we know how much time we have to get through before the actual mist will um, quit? Uh, it's been activated. Not really. No. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'll proceed on through if that's if that's where we're going. I'll go okay. ahead. Yeah. Let the key holder go in last. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll go ahead and shoot, shoot. I'll be right behind you. Sure, uh-huh. you will. I'll shoot through too. <laughs> that's the only reason why I don't mind the, the the gate, the key holder being the paladin is I know if she says she's going to do it, she's going to do she's it. She's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be responsible for this stuff. I'll (laughs) hold on to it and I will. All right. You, uh, you hold open the key. Uh, your friends zoom past you through the, the the swirling mist and followed by you. Of course, it stays open without, without an issue. You guys all arrive roughly the same time after a sort of a brief disorienting hiccup. You've exited the city and you can suddenly smell Again, <laughs> nature uh, assaults you with both the smells of fresh air and, and green, clean grass and um, other such like things you took you took it took for granted before. <laughs> now that you're out of sigil, you notice you gloriously notice. Around you, you see what appears to be a farm. Um, there is a field where, where some cows are grazing. Uh, you guys are basically are emerging from a, a big red barn, essentially. It is night, and you can see the stars shining above you. They are not familiar stars to you. What are you doing? Did this portal bring us directly to the church? It did not. It brought you to a farm. Do we have... Well, I didn't know if the church had barn, you know churches need milk <laughs> basically what time of night does it seem to be um it's fairly late like probably well past midnight and it's we do not have a map of the area do we not uh did, was not provided no okay but did they provide us directions um your, your notes say portal? you your notes say that um you should be you should have a, a contact meeting you at the on the other side of the portal Hello. <laughs> um, you call out, and you hear a, a, a rustle behind you through the door that you came out of. Rustle? Uh, I know that guy. <laughs> Shut up. Um, through the door you came out of, the portal has vanished, uh, leaving behind a just an open uh, rectangle of darkness here in the bright starlight. And you can hear like something moving in a pile of hay, maybe. Uh, who hears dark vision? We got a low light. I cast dancing lights over there. Okay, you cast dancing lights, and you can and you see a pair. The first thing you notice is a pair of uh, very frightened looking eyes, uh, <laughs> gleaming in your dancing lights as you see a person in uh, in dirty yellow robes, like just squatting in a pile of hay with a pitchfork 
He's like, you can't, you can't get me. I won't let you do it. I won't tell you anything. Who do you think we are? He squints. He's like, I really can't tell. There's a lot of light in my face. We're here at the behest of the candle in the dark. Uh, the man sags with relief. Oh, thank you. Thank Paylor. Thank the light. I hate the dark so much. He um, gets out and brushes himself off. And you see, it's just a sort of a, a pudgy guy in his mid-twenties wearing yellow monk's robes. Um, he's got like a like a, a white skull cap where you see it's got like a gold painted sun symbol uh, on the top. He uh, he takes a deep breath and puts on a smile. <sighs> Hello, I'm Brother Tio. I'm uh, here to greet you for the special assignment. <laughs> Are you not permitted to to light a fire? You're afraid of the dark, but you're waiting in the barn in the dark. Should we be concerned that you're being not, haunted I, I or was, something? I was trying not to attract attention. <laughs> Big glowing balls of fire, uh, fire floating <laughs> around through the air, <laughs> swirling around. Like, he does yeah. look more nervous now that he's noticed that you guys have caused a, a bit of a, a light pollution disturbance. But um, well, we're in a barn, so it uh, just looks like the... What was that scene? Was that Back to the Future with the barn lit up from the inside? I'll make them light blue so they're not very Let's see. You make know, a, standoffish. Make a perception check for me. Yeah. I rolled a 29 on Sense Motive to uh, see this if this guy, guy's... This guy seems on the up and up, uh, but he does seem extremely scared. 25. Okay. All right. Um... You notice, like, the cows mooing, uh, like, has picked up. They're like, like, something has disturbed them in the field. Oh, can I roll, uh, can I roll something for that? Like, acknowledge nature or handle animal to know if it's a casual upsetting or if it's uh, being hunted sound. Yeah, give me a na- knowledge nature for that. Knowledge yeah. cow. 30. Uh, okay, yeah, from the sound of these cows, that they, they've probably, like, caught scent of a predator. Yeah, throw the probably. dancing lights that way. All right, you throw the dancing lights that way, and you see the cows scattering, like, moving, just like, they they seem disoriented, and like, they just woke up and got scared, because they did. And um, as your dancing lights go out across the field, you can see a pair of shining eyes glinting in the darkness that basically bolt towards you. It is, um, it looks to be a, uh, a heavily armored orc oh. on on horseback, but the horse is uh, clearly dead. Oh. And uh, let's roll this year. Yeah. Big. Oh, nice. That dice is rolling me very well. A natural 20 and then a 19. Okay, so elf board. Elf board got an eight. Okay, Wraith. 21. 21. Uh, Fidelis. Uh, 23. 23. And Ryan. 17. All right. 17. And my orc assassin. On undead horse. It's an assassin, guys. I know this intrinsically. 
<laughs> he goes, he, the way it scared those cows, I knew it would be an orc assassin on an undead horse. <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> Why else would the cows be afraid of it? It was it was the vibrato of their scared moves, more so than the the pitch. It was it's the wheezing, hideous neigh of the undead. Um. So your first Fidelis, you see um, the light, like the orc barrels towards you guys through the dancing lights. The, uh, the the zombie horse that he's on, it's keeping a good pace. It looks like it's been through a lot too because most of it, its legs are mostly like shredded clean of meat. And okay, um, things like got the most broke gothic looking horror armor you've seen in a long time. <laughs> Can I roll a knowledge religion to see if it's just the horse that's dead or if the orc is also undead? You sure. Okay. Uh, that is a four plus 12, 16, 19. All right. Um, your 19 gets you actually new information. The uh, the orc is too heavily armored, uh, really, to tell if it, it's, he's undead, but he's moving with a lot of liveliness that b would belie that sort of thing. However, uh, given the way that the horse has a lot more energy than a zombie would, you're guessing this horse might be ghoulish, like an actual ghoul horse. Ooh, uh, then I will cast Bless on all of us and say, do not let the horse touch you. It may paralyze you. Oh. And right. it's, it gives me ghoul feelings. Vibes. <laughs> and I cast Bless on everyone. All right. Everyone is blessed. Wraith, do you have any moves before we... Hold on, let me... Do, I, I, I should have got a map up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Apologize more. Eat shit. <laughs> you just reached the limit of my patience. Thank you. That's just what I'm here to do. <laughs> all right. Who are we missing? Hello? Hello? We're all here. Yeah, I, I, uh, are y'all in the map? Oh, no. I was, did you post the link? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I did. Underneath the Zoom link. And that was me. I was making sure I had my hand, animal companion stuff right before we got into the combat. Gotcha. So that's Fidelis up front, <laughs> me and the uh, eagle in the middle, Ryan on the left, Zari is it Zarius? No. <laughs> Wraith. Wraith in the back. Who's that on the right? Is that the guy that, is that the monk? Yeah, that's Brother Tio. Yeah. Okay. And he should actually be standing back a little bit more. There you go. Actually, can we take uh, can we take five? Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get some more. My no, diabetic dog needs to go outside. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Be He's right got back. the sugars. <laughs> oh God. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> and we're back. Did you need another sync up? No. Roll call. No, I right. do that at the beginning of the episode. It's just out of habit. Oh, okay. Gotcha. One, two, three. Clap. 
I do. Still, I still noob technique. Yeah, and nobody clapped in time, and it, I don't know how it helped him in the slide. I don't think it did at all. <laughs> <laughs> Clap sync. Ah, diabetic dom. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, so we're in a we're in a combat. Um, mm-hmm. Fidelis went, and now we're at uh, Wraith. All right, uh, Wraith will. Stay right where he's at and cast shield, and that will be it. All right. Uh, let's see. Ryan, you're next. Uh, I lost it. Hold on a second. <laughs> I got a shitload of tabs open for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Ryan is going to seeing this this crazy thing in front of her draw and drink a potion of shield of faith and that's basically her whole turn right okay. yeah i think so yeah and oh four congratulations you are last the monster goes next oh, oh you son of a bitch you <laughs> so the uh, the orc bellows out curses and orcish pretty easy to tell those from regular or uh, orcish they're louder um uh charging with his horse all the way up to the front line can i give an attack of opportunity on that horse all uh, right yeah you have a what do you call it reach with glaze yes yeah. let's see if this does <laughs> anything <clears throat> Ooh. uh 16 16 to hit. Yeah. Let's see. I might not get it. It does not. (laughs) You see that the uh, undead horse, in addition to having kind of a tough hide, has a a little bit of, you know, gothic looking barding on. (laughs) Let's see. Um, So, yes, the, the monster runs up, or the orc runs up, and his monstrous ghoul horse and the orc basically starts laying into you with um, a one-handed axe. So, let's see. Uh, Does 23 get you? Um, It would, except I will use um, my immediate action to cast force armor. All right. And that increases your AC? Yes. It bumps it up by eight. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you quickly cast your spell as the axe comes down. The first blow bounces off. The second one does the same as your um, the mystical force keeps the savage attack at bay. You can see the, um, the axe is uh, stained with rust and blood. However, the edge, wickedly sharp. Let's see. I believe I still have to cast that defensively, though, don't I? Is it an immediate verbal action? Yeah, immediate, immediate verbal action. No somatic. Yeah, uh, no, no, okay. no you're, you're fine. Um, Ulfboard, now it's your go. Hmm. This is just a straight-up orc, or should I roll a knowledge on him? Um... 
You can. I mean, I'll let you do it as a as a freeb if you like. But. Yeah, just making sure it's it's an, an orc and not an orc plus or orc plus. It's a subscription uh, orc service. Twenty twenty one. <laughs> All right. Uh, this looks like a big, dangerous orc, but probably nothing more than that. Okay. Uh, then I am going to cast uh, Nature's Ally level three, but I'm going to summon D4 plus two. Eagles! Eagles! Ah! So five eagles show up. <laughs> okay. You and your fucking eagles. Yeah. Um, I'll just do all their... They're, they're just they're swar- they're swarming his head. Okay. Let's see if I can find one more D twenty, so I don't have to roll a bunch. Jokes on you! You just make the monster look even more metal than before. Yeah, he's it's a flock of crow eagles. <laughs> All right, eagles. Uh, only one fumble. <laughs> right. So far, eagle but, fumble. I rolled a one, three eighteens. A, uh, I'm assuming a seven will be a ten. That'll miss and a fumble. Oh, uh, what, what were your totals? I'm sorry. Uh, 21. Yeah. That's three times. Uh, a 10. That'll, that'll, it, that'll anything, probably miss. Anything lower than, yeah. Uh, and then a, a nat one on one of the eagles. Okay, so uh, just for expedience sake, this guy's AC is 20. Okay. And um, let's see. Let's see if your eagle nat ones himself to death somehow. <laughs> let's see. Oh, boy. Twisted. You've become entangled in your gear. I guess this in this case would be your feet. <laughs> Basically, like, he starts flying awkwardly, uh, unable to make attacks until, until like, that spin the round, like, riding himself. You dig? Yeah. Uh, right. uh, so 11 damage from the three beaks that hit. All right. And for 21s. Or I'm looking for 20s, you said? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so one more hit and two more fumbles one of the fumbles on the same one (laughs) alright you called out the derpy eagle yeah Uh, let's see Uh, the derpy eagle Uh, unintentional move Uh, move 10 feet in a random direction (laughs) I guess it provokes an attack Yes, it would, I guess. But has this guy gone? Yes, yes, he has. So he can make an attack. An attack of opportunity. So he will. On the eagle. Uh, Let's see. 27 to hit. Yeah. Cool. It's probably a dead eagle. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Max damage. Um, More than seven. On the axe, max damage on the axe die. Uh, it is more than seven. Yes. Yeah. So this is this one dead eagle. Okay. And then the other one that fumbled. Uh, the other one fumbled. Oh God. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, stop hitting yourself. The attack deals damage to you. Oh <laughs> no. Target. He takes max damage. Uh, six, <laughs> leaving him with one hit point. <laughs> it is eagle tongue off. Oh. Um, so, but he took another five from that that one hit. All right. So that'd be a total of sixteen damage from the spell, and then um, 
My eagle will five foot flap. Five foot flap. And take his uh take his attacks. Uh two hits. He's got different stats. Uh, Why'd you let an eagle do all your tanking for you? <laughs> so for another eleven damage. Alrighty. That's my go. Oh no, uh move action. I'm gonna give uh uh Ulfboard's gonna give uh Fidelis a plus two to hit in his next melee attack. All right. He's gonna call out a weakness that he saw as the birds were <laughs> locking it to death. <laughs> <laughs> He's weak against getting hit by things. Yeah, hit him, hit him like my birds are doing. Follow their lead. Learn to fly and bite things. Oh, it's your go, Fidelis. <laughs> All right, uh, Fidelis is going to attempt an acrobatics check to move half his speed. Oh, I thought you actually were going to try and fly and bite things. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, that is a 21 acrobatics uh, to, avoid to avoid the let's see, CMD. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, then as a swift action, I will bane my weapon against undead. Oh, and I will attack the horse. Okay. Ooh, ooh, okay. So that's a plus two from from me. From Wolfboard. That gives me a twenty-four to hit the horse. Okay, twenty-four will hit the horse, definitely. <laughs> Phenomenal. So that's this plus two d six from Vane. Because it is undead. Yes. yes. Ghoul horse. Um, 20 damage. 20 damage? Shit. All right. Um, let me see here. Oh, gosh. Come back. Come back. There you go. All right. Yeah. 20 in. 20 it is. Cool. Um, sorry. Space doing something. Uh, Wraith, your go. All right. Wraith's going to take two shots at the horse. Bye bye. Um, the first shot is a 24 to hit, and also I've um, imbued the first shot. Okay. That will hit. Obviously. All right. So first is D8 plus two, so that's four points. And then one, two, D6, nine plus four, I think. Nine. 13, 17 points of damage on the first attack. All right. 17. And your second? Uh, 19 to hit, touch AC. That will hit. All right. Um, that will be seven points of damage. Seven points. All right. Um, this actually takes the horse out from underneath the, the rider. I'm going to have to make a ride check to see if you can dismount without getting knocked out. Uh, he does. He manages to leap off as the, the ghoul horse uh, collapses beneath him. There's a sickening smell as its uh, putrid innards start pouring out of it. But let's see. Uh, Ryan, your go. All right. Seeing the horse collapse, Ryan's going to go ahead and just five foot step up and attack the rider. Uh, let, me, let me get rid of the horse and put the rider on. In the, in the square, huh? so you know where you're going. Well, what square is he in? Yeah, he'll he'll dismount closer. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Cool. So that is a 21 to hit him. 
A 21 is the AC. No, no, uh, 20 is the AC in this guy. Sorry. Lovely. Uh, 10 damage. 10 damage, all right. 10 damage, okay. Um, still up, but so it is his go. You're using a pole arm, right? All right, he five foot steps forward to you and attempts to wail on you with his axe. Spewing the most vile stuff you've ever heard, even even if it's a language you can't understand. It sounds dirty. Uh, let's see. Oh, gosh, I might have boned it there. Uh, does 19 get you? No. Then he misses twice. Your, your, oh. your, your fancy footwork and heavy armor <laughs> are able to stave off his blows. Uh, Ulfborg. Oh, yep. Here we go. Okay. Uh, the birds continue attacking. Death by burb. Two hits. That. No hits from the claw so far. Three. Three get through. Three. Uh, uh, six. Six damage from the flock of birds. All right. Still up. And then uh, Talik will take his attacks. Kakal, Kakal. Right. Die. That's a miss. Close. Also misses. I think. Uh, oh, no. Plus seven. Tw- Does 20 hit? That was 21. Was it 20 or 21? 20 is yes. 20. Okay, so two hits from Talik. Uh, for an additional seven damage, um, I will five foot step back and continuing giving Fidelis combat advice so he gets a, a plus two to hit again. And for my standard action, I will uh, I'll draw a wand. All right. All right, this guy's looking pretty beat up, Fidelis. It's your go. I will swift action change my bane to orc. Okay. Um, This is a full orc, right? Yes, he is a full-on orc. Okay, so yeah, change my bane to orc. Um, That gives me a plus two from both board, a plus two from flanking with Talik. So this will be plus four again. Uh, 22? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, be 26 actually okay cool and since it is an orc he is baned Balin guide my hand you did not a great job 17 damage 17 damage is a pretty good job um you you stab into him with your uh, your halberd or slashing him like he's already has blood pouring out of every crack of his armor by this point from all the eagle bites and uh ryan's <laughs> blow the orc gargles out a, a final curse at you and then expires with a, a metal, metallic crunch onto the, the field. Well, perhaps Already, we should have saved him for questioning. Already the, uh, the, the festering undead horse carcass is just spewing um, writhing maggots everywhere. Ugh. Uh, Brother T- delighted. <laughs> Brother Tio uh, uh, basically comes out of his shock. He's like, Oh, thank Paylor. <sighs> now genuinely smiling and relieved, he's like, I was so worried they weren't going to send someone powerful enough. 
Uh, sorry. Oh, that we're the ones that are powerful enough. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, he nods. Yes, it's it's great to see you, but I don't think we have a lot of time here. Um, Detect magic real quick. Oh, sure. Specifically on the orc. Uh, you detect magic and you find uh, two potions on the orc. Oh, sorry, three potions on the orc. Ooh, what's right. that? Uh, the orc has an uh, a potion of magic weapon. Um, he's got a cure moderate and an inflict moderate. Ooh, for the horse. For the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brother Tio approaches and he basically kicks over the like orc's body kind of slowly. He's like there, and he sh- and he shows like a a a blackened skull symbol on his um on his shirt or on his uh, armor. <sighs> Another assassin from from the Lord of Evil. We try not to say his name. Uh, <laughs> he he he. You s- you see him kind of make a, a, a like a, a warding off gesture, but pointing at his eye at the same time. Hmm. Um, it'll be a hard check, but you might be able, you might be aware of this god if you know if you've studied planar stuff. So, That's if if shot. you have knowledge planes, I will let you make a knowledge religion on this. Okay. Wow. Uh, seventeen knowledge religion. Knowledge religion. Um, seventeen. I think it's still it's too obscure. Twenty-one for- plus. <laughs> 14. Okay, you're good. 35. Uh, you've heard of this through uh, other tomes that have filtered their way to your to, to, through your studies from other places. Like you, You've long known that um, other worlds and other gods exist, and this one is particularly notorious. Uh, a, an evil demigod uh, named Ayuz that inhabit, inhabits a world... It, Basically, as a, a live-in evil god king. Okay. And why does this lord of evil seek the death of your saint child? We're not quite sure. Doubtless, he has some foul ritual that will need the holy child's something blood. Who knows? All I know is that he's targeted our our little saint, and we need to get him to a very safe location. Where, where we have more more defenses and definitely away from the Empire. Mm. We're still too close. We tried to rebuild after the war and once we moved to the borders, then this sort of thing starts ha- happening more regularly. Where Can I ask you a question? What's the name of this world? Um, what's the name of this planet? Uh, the... Flana, it's Greyhawk. <laughs> I, I, I figured that. I was just, I, I was like, it's not going to do a bit of good to say, is this Greyhawk? I think, is it, what is the name of the world? Is it the Flana S? I can't remember. Or, oh, it's, it's like, uh, well, shit. I can't remember. Oh, no, it's Earth. Duh. Okay. Yeah, the world The world is named Earth. <laughs> Sorry. What planet are we on right now? I, we stepped out of a portal. We're a little confused. No, um, where is the child? How far away are we? He's like, well, the child is, um, we're going to, <laughs> he, uh, he looks a little abashed. He says, we were worried again. He says, I'm not trying to insult your capabilities. You've obviously proven yourself as strong fighters, but our leadership was a little bit 
<sighs> jumpy about the whole thing. Better safe than sorry, I understand. He's like, follow me. Um, and he begins heading toward, would you see a little a, a little farmhouse, like with the lights doused and everything like that? The child is in there? Um, sort of. Mm. He um he walks to the farmhouse and like gives it a quick knock. It's me, Tio. He's like, what's you hear a voice on the inside? What's the password? A sort of a small piping voice. What's the password? Super califragilistic, superhalidocious. <laughs> uh we didn't we didn't we didn't do a password. I I said no when you asked. He's like, that's the password. Door <laughs> opens. And you see what at first you think is a, a small child, like a like a like a person in like a, a baby onesie, like a standing there, <laughs> just like but with a more adult kind of um stance. And then you realize it's just sort of kind of a it's a chubby halfling dressed as a human baby. Hmm. Human oh, it's, child. A, it's like the cartoon baby from Roger who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> uh, yeah, he like yeah. they they purposely picked a halfling that could be mistaken for a three-year-old human. Um he's standing there like in in the like a in like a, a yellow onesie, like he's just uh he's got like a, a short beer in his hand. He's like, Do the people get here or what? He presents you to. He's like, All right, Godsmack, resist the urge to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm afraid um, you, the plan has been changed. You, we are, we are, <clears throat> we're the decoy detail. Oh, well, <clears throat> that is acceptable. <sighs> I was not a, I, I didn't want to be. <laughs> How do I put this? The halfling dressed as the, as the small <laughs> child uh, pop, plops a uh, like a, a, a lollipop out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, we got to look real conspicuous on the way. We're trying to draw attention. <laughs> Isn't this great? <laughs> uh, well, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> right. And I get to practice my acting chops. Oh, wow. Look at that, daddy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mommy, you look so beautiful today. My God, Wait, this, this, this chick's statuesque. I like her. <laughs> well, this is good, then. This is actually better, because if if, if, if he dies, happens, we don't get in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, uh, he looks past all you us, and he's like, hey, Pops, you got a halfling with you. Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's old Ford's just stock noise. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm an old man. Getting up from a chair. Oh, getting hit by something from across the room. Oh, you should just clip that and just hit the button. Yeah, just like have a, a yak back button or something like that. Yeah. Oh. You stole that. Uh, you stole this catchphrase from Norman from the uh, Rift Track shorts, though. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that the halfling uh, child pretender uh, introduces himself as Brightwell. And what is the name of your saint child? Mm-hmm. Oh, Which he hasn't th- got. He hasn't gotten a name. <laughs> ah, so we, there's no reason to call you. Uh, but no, I guess they, we... they just call him the little saint or whatever, you know, whenever 
whenever they reference him, like he's three. So a little smart, whip smart for a three-year-old, real swell kid. Let me tell you, I, I wouldn't be doing this for any other brat. Uh, Brother Tio g- gives him a frown. He's like, what? <laughs> well, I'm just, actually, I'm very grateful that you are not a three-year-old child that we have to protect from nope. things I'm that ride on dead horses. <laughs> I'm an adult halfling that you got to carry in a papoose. What about There's a- that word again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a baby Bjorn would be more helpful. Like one of the, the fake breastfeeding harnesses for men, like it puts the bottle in the... <laughs> just, I'm just picturing, you know, armor with a baby in front. <laughs> now I have extra armor. You're fighting like Scottish women now. It's just a baby <laughs> in front and... I said that'd be good armor for like evil people to wear, you know, yeah. like you know, that church of, of Paylor probably doesn't want to harm all these innocent babies we have strapped to the front of our <laughs> gothic breastplate. Yeah, the um the armor is like uh like pure 40k evil looking like <laughs> art kind of like or, or um not 40k but uh, Warhammer Fantasy evil looking art uh, armor. Now, to the the baby armor point, there was an instance in ancient Egypt where one nation was fighting before Egypt became together, and they were still North and South Kingdom. Um, There was one army fighting a group of Bast worshippers, so they painted cats on their armor, and they nailed cats to their shields so that the enemy army would not attack them. What uh, before? Probably from you. What a life-affirming story. Thank you. <laughs> Very possibly. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I, it wasn't from you. Some, somebody brought that up. I just thought we, that was very fascinating. We know yeah. who really did it, though. Aliens. Aliens. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Every time you bring up e- Egypt, it's always aliens. Um, but, so yes, uh, Brightwell gives you a smile. Tio gives you a nervous smile. And the, the, t- then Tio says, well, we better gather our things and be off. Um... We're we're going to have to leave uh, our pursuers a signal. We've paid down this building. Yeah, where we've paid off the farmer to. Yeah, we're gonna have to burn it all down. Let the cows go. (laughs) Well, fortunately, um, Brightwell, you you like our lady Ryan here. She's probably gonna be the one strong enough to carry you. (laughs) He smiles (laughs) creepily. Oh no, I have this this handy haversack. <laughs> <laughs> Be like oh, Willow true. toting that baby around in that in the movie. Finally, yeah, finally that was a baby. Finally, Tio a- says, No, we're going to go with the plan. I'm carrying you, and our protectors protect us. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> the face Ryan was making starts to fade away. <laughs> <laughs> What face was she making? It was a real, like, ooh, who farted face. <laughs> <laughs> Not a, I might be into this face. Uh, <laughs> There's something sticking in your back. Oh, God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway, um, so yes. So they gather their things. Um, does anyone want to do the honors? Um, uh, well, first of all, we're traveling over land. Yes, we're, we're going to travel through the land. land. We're going to be passing through some large settlements. and I am going to cast Nature's Path. 
All right. which for eight hours lets us find the shortest and easiest and fastest ways through the wilderness, um, yeah. determining overland speed. The target tra- treats any trackless terrain as though they were a on a trail or a road, oh, and any cool. terrain with a road or, tra- or trail as though they were on a highway. Mm. Nice. And I have enough um, to be able to do everybody in the group. Nice. So I did this for all those points in survival as a druid. You're welcome. That lets you track, <laughs> and you still got to know where we're going. So that's where survival yeah. comes in. Yeah, you have to follow this that. giant highway your magic just created that shows us where to go. <laughs> no, it just makes makes us move faster through that terrain. You still got to tell us where to go. I thought you said that it pointed us in the shortest direction to where we're going. Well, kind of. It's like instinctively knows the shortest <laughs> and easiest, best way through the wilderness. You still got to kind of know where you're going. Yeah. Um, did this farmer happen to leave horses? Did you contract horses when you bought the house? We did. Oh, excellent. Otherwise, we we're going to have to ride cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bessie. I might want to ride that cow. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, it's an emergency food source. You know, like it might not be the fastest mountain in the world. <laughs> I mean, so are horses. I mean, if we're talking emergency. I mean, yeah, you can have horse, but or, or you can have steak. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, so uh, next time when we pick up, um, we'll start the, uh, basically it's a tour of mayhem. You guys are trying to cause a ruckus in places you're going and get attention of, of evil assassins. And that is the adventure. See you Nobody next look at us. We're carrying the Christ child. <laughs> it's it's all <laughs> <laughs> so real quick before we go, who's taking the cure moderate wounds? Who's taking the magic we- um, oil magic weapon and the cause magic um, moderate wounds potions? We got three potions. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying so we can go ahead and know who's getting them. You can have them. I don't necessarily need the cure moderates because I can self-heal in and uh the I feel like I have something that makes it a magic weapon. Yeah, your weapons are all magical from your interaction on the Yeah. Y'all guys got fresh magic weapons. You can you can use that potion of magic weapon to make your ammo magic. It's true, you can. Or just oh, I have I have several yeah. oils of magic weapon myself. Yep, you can what you can chant twenty pieces of ammo at a time with it, right? Something no, fifty. Fifty is it fifty or no? Okay. And we can just throw that um, that potion of harm at somebody. <laughs> Make it a, <laughs> can it can it double as a splash weapon? <laughs> uh, I would say yeah, probably. I mean, I let's still get the save against it, of course. Holy, holy water gets the same treatment. Why not? Yeah, but I mean, you can't throw a potion of cure light at a zombie, can you? Yeah, but this, this is an oil. This is a, oh, well, okay. Yeah. And who says you can't? I mean, that's a cool, that would be a cool ruling if you wanted to just waste a potion for <laughs> D8 plus one. D8, D8 plus three. This uh, is a moderate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, next time. Uh, thanks for joining us. I was trying to close it out. Yeah, that was that was a nice close. And then Jeff said, "Wait a minute, yeah, let's bog <laughs> this down." And who gets these two potions that nobody needs? <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I Jeff. Just wanted, just wanted Jeff, to know you're what you that. are so welcome. Take I, that, I, take that cure moderate. You can have a cure moderate. <laughs> thank that's you what, very what, much. Really what, we know what it was about. <laughs> that, that's Loot. exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, Loot. everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas, Jeff. Have this imaginary potion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I cared about. Oh, this has been Raiders of the Lark, a home brew to try this production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>